Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. You know, I want to sing about it today. I'm feeling very unemployed today. It's also Sunday, so that's the day we always feel unemployed. Uh, But we have an amazing episode today. We have a very different episode. Not so different because she's amazing, but I'm just really excited for this conversation. Um, She's been a friend of mine forever, uh, literally forever. You might know her. She is a very funny comedian. She's the host of We Hope You Have Fun, a live comedy show. Go check it out at the stand. I did it. It's amazing. She also hosts comedy shows at Union Hall. She's also a published author of the book Earth Hates Me. Amazing book. Uh, I remember when it came out. And guess what? Today, she's here with us. She's not in college, which she is on other days. We've got Ruby Carp on the show. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I love you. I love talking to you. And I love watching you grow up and... You know. Oh my god, I can't believe that. That's like that's crazy. I like I try not I to acknowledge that like I was a person before like my birthday, which was like a few weeks ago. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I feel I like it's like I it is like so nice that like I met you so long ago, but at the same time like I'm probably like embarrassed by like any story you'd probably tell about me because like I don't know what I said. You know what I mean? Like, I do remember some of your early jokes, I have to say. And I was like, God, I wish I was that ballsy in in middle school to like get up there and I say wouldn't that say stuff. any of the jokes I used to say. And not because they were like controversial. They were just like like I really just like had confidence, which is like cool, I guess. But it was like crazy thinking back. You know what I mean? Like, why? You were great. Thank you were you. so funny. I mean, we should explain this to the listeners. Right. So hey. Ruby, Ruby has been a comedian since. When was your first like time on a stage? Well, okay. So I, I was technically like on stage like as a toddler. Um, at UCB and then I did like ask cat monologues for the first time when I was eight and then like (laughs) and then I did ask cat like a bunch until I turned like 11 which is when I started writing for hello giggles which is how we met Mm -hmm. um and that's when they started doing UCB stand-up shows with hello giggles in LA so I did their first show there in LA and they were like we want to do this in New York and they were like, Ruby, you should host it. So that's how I got my, like, sh- show at UCB, which is what I've had since I was 11, which you used to do literally all the time. It and was so fun. It was so – it was such a fun show. And then that show just kind of slowly transitioned into We Hope You Have Fun, which is, like, mm-hmm. what I do now to this day, uh, just now at the stand because UCB is closed in New York yeah, the way we all say it, oh, time, the yeah. old times at UCB. Yeah, but it was so fun. It was at UCB East. You always had dope people on. It was just always a fun audience. You had a crowd. Like, it was great. Yeah, and, and it's kind of scary that I always had a crowd when, like, that was, like, my first times pretty much doing stand-up because, like, that's not what anyone should um do or like experience and I think I got away with it because I was like a child but like (laughs) you know like I do think back like wow I was like not even 
doing prepared material in front of like sold out crowds and i was just like yeah "Yeah, this is like i had schooled it in now my mom's making me go to do this comedy show so this is what i'm everyone loved it you know it's like seeing these like child prodigies on broadway you know like like it's like a different form of that obviously i think you're a little more cultured than the kids on broadway (laughs) no disrespect but they you know like you're where we're watching you and everyone's just like fascinated they're like how like, what's did she going on? even yeah. find this How did she career? Come yeah. <laughs> like, well, and that's what I think like saves like all my embarrassment is that I'm just kind of like, none of us know how I got here. And you know, <laughs> we're all accepting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I must say though, you have blossomed into an amazing producer, oh, a very you. funny stand-up comedian, because your mom used to run the shows. We mm-hmm. gotta shout Producing. out Marcel. Yeah. Oh my god, love Marcel. We love Marcel. <laughs> yeah, I was not Marcel's eleven years old and like booking shows to clarify. <laughs> no. Like that no. I don't think I could have done that. My mom so I didn't have like a manager as a kid because my mom was like my mom knew that I liked performing. And I was, like, a huge musical theater kid, which we'll get into. But um, I was going to say, I was like, what do you mean your mom knew you liked performing? You yeah, were, like, all I over the theater scene. With it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and basically, like, my mom was, like, I – my mom did not tell me this at the time, but I found out later. My mom was, like, I do not want you to be, like, a child on set. Like, I don't want you to be, like – I don't want to bring you to auditions. I don't want to, like, do that. Like, that's not going to be our lives. Yeah, because Marcel's very realistic and cool, and she was like, I don't want to ruin Ruby right now. Right, (laughs) right. She was like, I think we'll just stick to making her do stand-up once a month. Like, that's a good, (laughs) that's, that's like, a good line barrier, you know what I mean? She'll release all her energy then. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, we want you to be successful, but, like, we're not gonna, you know, infiltrate your life that much. And then, basically, like, people would, like, hit my mom up to, like, do stuff, um, like, for career stuff, and my mom, like, didn't want to give me a manager, because my mom just didn't want me to have control, like, because I wanted, Mm -hmm. like, I was, like, a child who wanted to be famous, like, I was, like, I want to be a pop star, and, like, (laughs) my mom knew that, like, that much, like, kind of exposure wouldn't, like, would actually be embarrassing, like, I can get away with, like, embarrassing myself at a bunch of live shows that, like, people might remember that were not recorded, but, like, if I were, like, one of those kids who, like, goes on Fallon and, like, does interviews, like, I like there's no saying what what I would have said or done. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to I'm glad that was not risked. You know what I mean? Um, so my mom was just like, I'll produce the shows because I don't want like someone else like, you know, like getting yeah. in. Ruby's she's also life. we should say she's also a producer and like she's like, you know, she, this yeah, is so like- she's a creative director. So she works yeah. at Pandora. <laughs> And she does okay. like she does like the ads and stuff like that. So she yeah. so she knows like she's in the industry like in her own, like she knows like she's not like a random like my mom had nothing to do so she was producing comedy mm-hmm. shows you know what I mean <laughs> um, and then basically when I graduated high school is when I took over producing the shows because mm-hmm. I was like okay I like I can think and write emails at this point and I, by mm-hmm. that point I had written a book so it was like okay. You know how yeah. to send emails at this point. Oh, I mean, once you're a published author, it's like mom's not going to write those emails for you no, anymore. You no, know, no. she's <laughs> no, no. Once the book comes, the the email privileges get. Yeah, provoked. it's either you turn eighteen and they kick you out of the house, or you mm-hmm. publish a book and you're already like an adult. And doing so it's things. yeah, yeah, it's Literally, one or the yeah. other. <laughs> the, the like main story, like Anna sent me a beautiful email that was just like, "Hey, think of some like gorgeous stories," um, and like. <laughs> 
like some gorgeous employment stories. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I can do that. Because like the thing I just keep thinking about, because I showed it to my friend the other day. But also I said, also, Ruby, have you ever had a job? Because right. you are young still. So. Well, I've had these like weird jobs. Like, you know what I mean? Not like weird jobs, but just like how do you get their jobs? Like, hello, giggles. Like, right. how did I get uh, there? Like, who's to say? Like, I mean, like they, they like reached out to me and then I was writing articles on the internet at 11 years old which like once it's again so cool cool but like me as a 10 years older person now I'm like I don't want to know what I wrote <laughs> I was gonna say have you have you gone back to read any nope, of them I can't Oh, because I, I was gonna pull one up we're gonna read it right now <laughs> like, on my bio I like I wrote my own bio as a kid and literally the opening is hi my name is Ruby. I like long walks on the beach. And no, I'm a realist. I like to write about truth. And like, it, like that was, that's like on the Hello Giggles website. Like if you go there now, like at any of my articles, that's my bio. And it's like, so true. Anybody, anywhere I've ever written things for, like, you know, it'll pop up and you'll read that bio. And I'm like, so that's where I was in my life at that point. Like, like what, that's what how was... I was pitching myself. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I like had just watched like Spotlight or something. Like I was like very into like journalism. Um, so- I remember actually when you were on stage, probably around that age, and you I remember you had a joke or you joked about people, the mean girls at school, and you <sighs> called them the peasants. And you were like, these peasants yeah. think they're and God. I was like, she is the shade she is throwing right now. <laughs> Which was like, by the way, that was just like terminology I stole from like Tumblr. You know what I mean? Like it was just like fully just like a product of my generation, like on yeah. stage, which is probably why it was entertaining because it was like this is what they're doing. Like, yeah. like this is what's coming so out funny. of them. Because it I was think- a lot of, like, texting humor and a lot of, like, me and this guy emailed. Like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think people were like, what is this? What is, yeah. what's going on in But the audience school? loved, because Ruby would do her comedy and then all these other older comics would come on and, you know, they'd talk about everything from, yeah. like, dick sucking to murder Absolutely. to all these great, you know, big yes. adult topics. I'm like, blowjobs and murder. And, um, and then the audience was always, like, on their seat, like, is she, is Ruby okay, like, listening? And and some of the comics, we were like, uh, are we allowed to say, can we? Uh? So right. it was always a very, like, high-stakes show. It was very funny to watch the, the interactions of everybody. Like, right. I think people just love that energy. Well, I remember when I was, like, legitimately four years old, my mom and, like, her friend went to, like, go see a show at, went to see ASCAT, but, like, no, we weren't performing or anything. We were just in the audience, and, like, all the jokes they were telling were, like, super dirty and like even though I probably did not understand them the like my mom's friend was like we gotta like do something so that Ruby like doesn't like get weird about this (laughs) so every time they'd like tell like a dirty joke my mom's friend would just start like tickling me and I would start like laughing like so hard at these like sex jokes and at one point in the show like everyone in the audience was just like like, wait, why is this, like, toddler enjoying these dirty jokes more than everyone else in the audience? Like, what's going <laughs> that is on? so fun. And, like, it's just, like, little things like that, which are, like, cool. Like, that's, like, I think why when my mom – because my mom would be at all the shows. She doesn't come to them anymore, but she used to be when she was producing. And, like, all the comics would be, like, Marcel, like, can I – 
like, can I tell this story? And my mom would be like, say anything, like anything you want. Like, yeah, we, we have heard it all. And I think that's just kind of like, you know, I was raised by a single mom. So it was like, I feel like it was just a very open questions environment. Like it was like my mom was like, well, if she hears anything, she'll ask. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> Which that is was like how the, I grew up, too. My parents let us watch anything on yep. TV, mostly because they were like, whatever you guys can do to not bother us. Right. So we were like, okay, we're going to watch porn. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, like, but I think it also just makes you, like, you know, you don't hide things then. Right. Like, everything is on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very generous to let you hear all these adult things at a exactly. young age. So it's like... It's uh, like it almost a makes you not rebel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like you and I actually was like such a well-behaved kid because of it. Like I was so like against breaking the rules growing up because I was Me just too. like, well, like then I'm gonna have to tell my mom because I can't lie <laughs> to her because I just tell her everything. And it's Me like. Too. <laughs> what? Like the <laughs> the logic there? It's like a little like I see what you did there, mom. Like I see. I see what it was, but, like, it's okay. Like, I'm glad we have, like, an open relationship, but also, like, I could have yeah. lied. You know what a I mean? smart way to parent, I think. Yeah, like, no, very I, There was smart a point way. when I went to Boston for college, my dad was like, have you smoked weed yet? Like, are you cool yet? And I was like, dad, stop. Like, yeah. I was like, leave yeah. me alone. My, my, you know, because yeah. he did every day. So it was like, you know, does she, is she there yet? Like, what? She's late. Right. Has she gotten there? My mom has a rule. My mom, like, doesn't like do anything anymore but like back back in her day my mom like did do like all the things and my mom like always says to me like she doesn't care if I smoke or do anything like that but my mom is like we don't do it together like mm-hmm. we're not going to be the mom and daughter that smoke weed together like that's I like that us. we separate church and state which is yeah. like, you know like I get that you know what I mean I like, get it that's yep. fair I like I don't judge anyone who does do that but that's like the boundary my mom set but she also is like I don't care if you do like mm-hmm. stuff or like she did in high school she was like all right why is she walked in on me and my friend literally using a bong for the first time in high school <laughs> and uh, in my room just because, like, I didn't know how weed worked. I was like, it's not going to smell. Like, we just, like, we literally just closed the door to my room and we were like, that'll contain it. And then, like, opened my window thinking my mom was, like, out and she, like, was coming back. Like, if you were – like, it was not thought through. Mm-hmm, and my mm-hmm. mom, like, walked in and, like, threw the bong out the window and she was like <laughs> – like, no, you won't be doing this in this house. Um, and, like, so that definitely scared me during high school. But now we're now we're cool with it. Now mm-hmm. I'm a senior in college. So it's like, all right, boundaries are a little, a little more <laughs> open. Yeah. Now she's a real full adult. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, I didn't mean to cut you off before, but I love where we're going with this. So you were working for Hello Giggles. Right. Writing articles at 11 years old. Right. How old were you when you got the book deal? I was, I think, 15 I, I was 15 when I was pitching it and then I think I was like 16 when I was like all right now we're writing it you know what I mean yeah yeah give the people a, a little bit of a synopsis of her God. book so because I mean, you can still buy know. it I don't even know if you guys I don't e- I don't know if this is your guys's like flavor but um <laughs> no it is it's a good flavor it's okay it's a literally I was they wanted me to write like a book that these people like this agent reached out to me and was like hey I have this idea I really want like a real high schooler to write about like what it's like to be a high school student in like today's society and I was like yeah okay but like I'm a 
comedian. Like I was like, I'm a comedian. Um, yeah. So I don't like, <laughs> not like, your average high books. school student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were like, no, like that's okay. Like we want you to like take this idea and run with it. Like do whatever you want with it. But like I would like to like help you pitch this book. So I was like, okay, yeah, yes. I. So guys, I'm gonna be honest. At the time, I really like really wanted to get into Yale. Like, really badly. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I just, like, I went to a very, like, I feel like competitive high school, and I really just kind of wanted to be like, yeah, I got into Yale. Yeah, I'm smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Actually. Um, so, like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll write a book. Like, that'll get me into Yale. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what of I course, mean? Of course, yeah. Um, and so I, like, pitched the book, and I wrote it, and it's basically – it, like, changed a million times in the process of writing it. It basically became, like, it's, like, half memoir, and then that, like, stuff is used to give advice. So it's, like, it's kind of, like, this is what I went through in high school, and I tried to give, like, very, like, experiences that, like, everyone can kind of relate to um, and be, like, and then this is how I dealt with it. So it's, mm-hmm. like, but I do it, like, I tell it in a funny essay way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But also, guys, I was 16 when I wrote this, so, like, the jokes in there could be, like, actually horrible, and I wouldn't, like, remember. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I wrote that book in a fever dream. I was studying for the SATs. Like, there was a lot going on. Um, but, like, no, it, I'm I'm not, like, not proud of it. Like, it's a very cool thing. Um, oh, yeah. And I, honestly, it's really sweet. I get a lot of, like, very cute dms from like 12 year old girls who are like i loved your book it helped me so much like and then they'll be like can you give me advice like there's this girl who's being mean to me at school and then like i'm like hey (laughs) hey yeah yeah and it's really cute (laughs) that's so nice yeah i love that yeah it's still there for that age group it's just you know you know know, you look at it now and you're like oh (laughs) Me that, 10 years ago? No. Yeah, right. Well, it's I also get, like, a lot of, like, parents who are just, like, that was, like, nice. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, I tried not to be, like, too explicit, but I also wasn't, like, you know, like, teenagers are doing nothing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I think, like, you know, if you're a parent uh, and you want to, like, maybe understand your teenage daughter, uh, check it out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my little plug. For my I love it. five-year-old book. Oh, my God. It's been five years. I know. Well, actually, oh it came God. out – technically, it came out in, like, 2018 because, you know, like, the whole thing takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I think I was – You came like, on the Unemployed show when it came out. Yeah, I did. I had you on. She came to my apartment when I was doing this show live, mm-hmm. and we bopped around. I think we sang so Grease cute. or something. Yeah. And, and we, dog. like, showed off the book. Mm. Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Great times. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. See, I always relate to people who are younger than me. So, like, I felt connected to Ruby. I was like, oh, she's, like, my age, but not. Right. Like, I just – I feel that from you. Right. You know, I feel and that I've energy from you. And I always felt connected to people older than me. So, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel that. You know what I mean? Because I've always been, like, only child, single mom vibes is, like, okay, so you spend your life around adults. You know what I mean? Like, you And you're know. also from New York City. Right. I feel like you grew up fast here. Like, yeah. you were taking – trains and cars yeah. cabs and like oh, yeah. you know yes it's like it's it's definitely um like an intense way to grow up but like i definitely <laughs> like like i'm i loved it you know what i mean like i don't i don't know if i would have liked elsewhere but also like who's to say you know <laughs> you got your whole life ahead of you to live in other cities you know um but what i was going to say earlier is that 
when I was literally just starting out at Hello Giggles, um, a lot of the reason I like started writing or not really started writing for Hello Giggles, but like started writing on the internet is because I like wrote this article. Wait, this is like a whole other story, but Go basically for it. I wrote this like article for this website called Mashable that wasn't anything comedy. This was like when I was still doing like journalism. Um, and I like the title of the article was like, I'm 13 and none of my friends use Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it we was are like, beyond it. <laughs> and it was like this literally article I wrote <laughs> that was just like for this tech website that I was just like, yeah, none of us care about it. Like none of us are using it actually. Um, and like it went. Because you probably thought like, this is for my mom. My mom's on Facebook. Right. I like, well, I also like, my, I didn't understand that people read the things I was writing on the internet. Like, I didn't understand that there were, like, adults working jobs at the places that I was, like, doing these things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, like, my mom sent me this email and I'm doing this thing now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, And the article, and I didn't, like, I don't even know if I had, like, social media at the time. My article, like, went viral on Twitter and <laughs> literally, like, a 40-year-old man wrote, like, a takedown article about me on Slate and was like, to the 13-year-old whose friends aren't using Facebook, the data that is proving you're wrong. And then, uh, like, because of, like, all the, like, buzz, uh, I was supposed to be on, like, a, like, news show, like, one of the, like, a, one of, you know, one of those. Um, and we, like, filmed my segment and everything, and I, like, woke up the day of to, like, watch my segment, and then it, like, didn't air. And I was like what the fuck oh no so i like emailed them and i was like hey you guys like like i told my friends to watch the show like what's up and they were like (laughs) um yeah zuck and the facebook crew told us like no like can't run (gasps) that can't run that article oh Um, no maybe they like like, saw it and or like they read the article and they were like we must change everything so 13 year olds will use our platform now they literally were like kill that video like we're gonna change some things and then six months later after like all that stuff happened um facebook came out with like statistics that said that they actually were losing teens like they were losing their metrics and then like the guy who wrote the takedown article had to write like an apology article to me being like (laughs) hey ruby i'm sorry and it like also got published in like the same like thing and i was like and then I went on, um, like, Bow MSNBC. down, sir. I yeah. literally went on NM- MSNBC, like, the s- next day, and I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, why are people so, like, defensive over I Facebook? Know. It's so sad. No, like, it's actually, like, it's bizarre. She's a little tech devil who's like, it's me, the 13-year-old who's changing Facebook. They were like, we gotta take Facebook. down this child. <laughs> like, what was I doing? I, like, I wasn't conscious. Yeah, Come it's on. literally Facebook. Um... But, I think there are just people out there who just want the attention and they don't care who you are. They're going to take you down, even on a TikTok, even on, you know, a tweet. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be 95 oh years old or you could be 10 years old and there will be haters no matter. And that's just something you have to yeah. understand you have to when you that. join the Internet in any way. <laughs> well, I think especially for young people, too. It's so like everybody is so ready to jump on someone who's younger and has an opinion. It's- <laughs> well, But the thing is, like, as uh, like, especially as, like, a 13-year-old, I feel like before, 
or and like I think I had just made an Instagram like around that time I feel like social media was still like Instagram was still kind of new Snapchat was still kind of new like that was still kind of like a new thing so I didn't like understand like fully what was like happening I was just like oh this is cool I'm doing career stuff uh, and, then, and then I was like, wait, why am I getting, like, scary DMs? <laughs> like, and I'm a child. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, we should have had that guy on the podcast. I wish he would have told me. I, I would have called him and be like, yo, do you want to come on and just, like, have a talk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, a, have a little talk, you know, 10 years later, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it literally is. Um, but, yeah, when I was the, – the original story was that when I was – just starting out at Hello Giggles because of Hello Giggles, like I started getting like offers to write for like little other places and do little like bits and things there. And one of the things that like I got like asked to do was uh, I got asked to go. I was a huge One Direction fan at the time. Mm. And something just to let the the people know, I <laughs> am a huge like pop girl. I love pop stars and just like I just love like that's like what I love. Like, I just love gossip, I think, which is why I just love, like, the most popular mm-hmm. people. Um, mm-hmm. So, at the Are you into the TikTok gossip right no, now? Like, do I, you, or not, you still stick to the music gossip? I still stick to, like, what's on Duomois. You know what I mean? Like, that okay. kind of gossip. Like, anything that's worthy of making it there, like, is probably something I'm like, okay, like, I, I'll read about this. You know what I mean? Got just because, like, I'm bored. I'm in, like, a two-year relationship that has no drama. Like, I need – I don't want to start fights. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, like, look on the internet and see what other people are fighting about. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, basically, right now, like, and for the past few years, like, I am a huge Ariana Grande stan. I love okay. Ariana Grande. I was in her, like, top 1% of listeners the past, like, two years. I uh, Guys, wow. I, I know it's kind of insane. Um, and – like I just and One I Direction. Were you in their top? Are you in their top? So back in the day, that's like how much I stand One Direction. Okay. Um, and I like I don't know if you remember this, Anna. I used to bring like One Direction cutouts like to my comedy shows and put them in the background of the stage and not like really <laughs> acknowledge them, just like to have them there. You know what I mean? Maybe just like they're ambience. supporting you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and you I got in like a cab. You and your full my size full-sized One Harry Styles. You know what I mean? Like, which is like kind of cool now. But anyways, like people would have thought that was like funny now that Harry Styles is like a whole new moment. But back in the day, they were like, okay, this feels a little. Am I in the right? Right. Show? Um, so basically Sharpie was doing this event with One Direction and they were like, Ruby, we want you to come as like the teen, a teen correspondent. Um, and I was like, Sharpie? Sharpie. Like literally Sharpie the brand. Like the pens. Like the pens. Yeah. I was like, is Sharpie a blog? Like a Hello Giggle? I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't even know. And it doesn't make sense. But Sharpie the brand Sharpie, okay. the brand. Love it, you know. Ruby, we want you. Uh, wow. And I was like, obviously, I'm a huge One Direction fan. So I went. I thought she was going to say, I'm a huge Sharpie fan. <laughs> I'm a huge Sharpie fan. <laughs> so they, like, I was under the impression that I was going to interview One Direction because they were like, so we'll give, like, you'll do an interview, like, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I get there and One Direction is, like, not there. Uh, the people who are there, though, who are, like, famous are I, Justine. Do you know who that is? 
Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I remember her because she was like a huge fan of HQ trivia. <gasps> really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's like a mega mega deep cut YouTuber. Like was in, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like like was on YouTube like one of the first users and was like at this time huge like a mm-hmm. huge huge like deal and i like watched youtube so i was like okay sick uh and then the other person there was ariana grande and this was literally like months before she released her first album and like Whoa. right after victorious um or like okay. right, like in that transition time um uh, or like whatever the overlap was um so it, like the music was about to come out um mm-hmm. And I was also a huge Victorious fan. But once again, I had prepared One Direction questions. And I was 12. uh, (laughs) And my improv skills were crazy. So (laughs) when they were like, Ruby, you're not actually interviewing One Direction. You're interviewing Ariana Grande. Uh, I was, Did they just not show up? I'm a little confused. Like, I don't know. Like, I because... literally don't know. Where, where, where were they? Because they told me to prepare questions about One Direction. So wow. They were like, sorry, we have an Elmer's Glue event tonight. Unfortunately, we're not going to make it to the Sharpie party. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, wait, so am I supposed to ask I, Justine, and Ariana Grande about One Direction? Like, is that what you... Like, right. Like, was that the assignment? Or, like, am I 12 and, like, can't really read? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the, what, what I don't know. I can't answer what that should question, you, yeah. actually. Um, so I get in the room with literally Ariana Grande, who, guys, now, this would be, like, the craziest experience of my life. But at yeah. the time, I was like, I love Victorious. I watch Nickelodeon when I eat cereal in the mornings. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> um, so I'm like sitting there on this couch and I'm super nervous because I was like, well, I got to I got to be a professional and I got to, you know, whip up some questions in the meantime. So we like sit down and I'm like, hi, Ariana. And she's like, hi. She's like so sweet, like so patient, which is like, I don't know how she did that with me because I was like literally like <laughs> when I was nervous as a kid, I got kind of mean and not like mean in like the words, just mean in like tone. Like I would get like I like I was like. What do you think about One Direction? <laughs> and she'd be like, um, well, you know, they're really nice guys and like all this stuff. And then I was like, yeah. So what is your favorite One Direction song? And she's Remember, like, I have a job to do. And then yeah, no, I was like, questions. I'm a journalist. Like, I'm actually here to report. Um, And she was like, yeah, um, I like, I, you know, what's your favorite song of theirs? And I was like, I like What Makes You Beautiful, uh, which is actually <laughs> their most popular song. Uh, so very fake fan behavior from me. Um, and it almost sounds like you're like, why are you not One Direction? No, wait, no, that's literally what was happening because like the, the, the interview was two minutes long and like two <laughs> questions in, I've only asked her like about One Direction. And then I go, so you're on a show, Victorious. How are you and your character, Kat, alike? And how are you different? Good and question. she's like, tough question. And she was like, she like gave a really like beautiful response. She was like, well, like we both love music. And like, like she just gave this like very articulate, like great answer. And I go, yeah. So what coming events do you have? And she was like, <laughs> events 
And I was like, yeah, like, what upcoming events do you have? And she was like, um, I mean, like, I'm at this event and, like, I'm going to go on tour when I, like, release my album. And I was like, yeah. So have you met One Direction in person? Like, do you know them personally? Uh, and she was like, um, yeah, they're, like, really nice guys. And then I was like, okay, thank you so much, Ariana Grande. Can you sign my poster? And uh, and then she was like, yeah, of course. And then she, like, took a photo with me. Honestly, like, I don't, like, she deserves all her success simply for that interview. <laughs> like, oh, my does, God. Does this interview exist anywhere? Oh, my God, no. Like, oh. well, okay, here's the thing. It you was... know we need to, like, play this at, like, your 30th birthday or something? <laughs> like, Ruby interviewing Ariana Grande. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like, people are always like, wow, Ruby, like, I bet your dream is to meet Ariana Grande because they know I love her. And I'm like, you guys... I did, and I did not ask her, like, anything about herself. And, like, it sucks. <laughs> like, it no, sucks. No, it sounds like the one question you did ask her, what events do you have coming up? You were like, okay, that's boring. Back to One Direction. Yeah, no, uh, I know. <laughs> I was like, okay, that didn't work. Let's go back. The One Direction ones were going well. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, but she was so nice about it. I'm like, I'm like, I... I, like, looking back on the video, I'm so glad it was not published because, like, <laughs> I feel like people would have dragged me. Like, even though I was a child, they would have been like, what? Absolutely. What yeah. are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> but we couldn't post the video because my mom was filming it and it was out of focus the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Maybe Marcel did that on her. Maybe Marcel yeah, was like, oops, she knew. oops, this she isn't knew. in focus because yeah. <laughs> she's only asking her about One Direction. Uh. Yeah, so, like, I have, like, the audio. I'll play it at, like, my shows sometimes just, like, just to be like, hey, guys, uh, just a self-deprecating humor here. You know what I mean? It, it's and then, so uh, funny. That's pretty much it. No one sees the vid. I just hope she shows up to a show of yours one day and, oh like. God. I want to apologize. You know, or we'll have her on the podcast and I want to hear her side of the story no, when she's yeah. like, this really young reporter really wanted <sighs> One Direction over like, me. I love them so much. And there's this one part where I go, who's your favorite? And she goes, um, I don't know. Like, I love them all. Who's yours? And I go, Niall. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you were ready. You you had that answer prepared. <laughs> what was going on? You know what I mean? Oh my god. How much older is she than you? Um, she's like I think she's like twenty seven and I'm twenty one. Okay. So I think she's like six years older than me. Yeah. So she, but she's And was that's like a big 18. difference when you're twelve. Yeah, yeah when you're 12 and, 18. and eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly, like I I'm like shocked. I'm I just like I really can't get over how how like, she probably left there and was like, God, I just talked to the, like, worst 12-year-old I've, like, no. ever met. You know, she like, might have been like, what was that? Why yeah, yeah. One Direction like, question? Like, why did that happen? And then I also, like, at that same event, I had, like, won a One Direction, like, signed t-shirt. Like, I, they, like, I'd entered a raffle and I, like, won the raffle. Uh, <laughs> and did you the, go up and, and accept it and Ariana Grande's watching and she's like, oh, she's I, like, oh okay. God. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she okay. She was put in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's that's like probably the craziest work story i have that's wild yeah. are you watching the voice you oh know my she's God, a of judge course. i watch it live every time it airs yeah i you know i'm there's too many um reality competition shows on right now that i enjoy and i haven't caught up but i yeah. see clips online and i'm like i should be watching the voice Absolutely. she's probably great no she's such a good host like 
I mean, not host, whatever it is. I judge. Mean, judge? Yeah. Yeah. Judge. Coach, coach. coach they're coaches. Coach. Host, coach. Close. Whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, but I will say, like, it is, like, it's really fun to watch her interact with, like, everyone else, which is, like, I did not think I would, like, think that. Like, because I never really watched The Voice, but I was, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to watch it because Ari's on it. And then, like, her, like, playfulness with, like, Blake Shelton is, so, like, kind of, like, the funniest thing ever. Oh, I bet. Like, they're really... They're fun. They're fun. Anyways, guys, I could talk... I could tell you a lot about Ariana. <laughs> today. Like, or just, that like, show made me thoughts. obsessed with Kelly Clarkson. She's yeah. my favorite on The Voice. She's so funny and she's so... She's so good. Yeah, she's so good on that show. I and mean, when like, they all sing together, it's like, all right, well, this is what I came for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The talent is just, like, all over the... It's like, right. they're funny, they're good, they can sing, they can, they can coach. Do it all. It's, yeah, they really can. It's crazy. Uh, I used to look at, like, musical theater people around me growing up and be like, I feel like you could all be famous pop stars, like, if you, like, <laughs> wanted, but you're doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have the most beautiful trained, like, literally technique voices, and, like, we're, like, in a barn, like, singing, like, <laughs> Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I love that you saw that for them. You know, yeah. you're like, you can do you more can do than so this. Much, Madison yeah. Square Garden is also a venue to perform at. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, you could be rich. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the love of theater, which we yeah. have to get into a little bit. Yes. Did you, growing about. up, like, obviously you did comedy at a young age, but mm-hmm. I feel like what, getting to know you as, you know, I was obsessed with musical theater growing up and like, there was no question. I was like, what do I want to be when I grow up an actress right. and I want to be on Broadway, right? right. Like that Me was, too. I was the same that way. was it. Yeah. And still, you know, it's still in there. I still one day hope to do that. Yeah. But well, that's, you, that's why you go into comedy, I feel like, is because you can do that. Yeah. In a way, like, that is kind of part of it, but also it is, like, a bigger kind – there's more to it than just that, mm-hmm. uh, which is, mm-hmm. I think, what you grow into learning if this is, yeah. like, the path you go down. I really – I love to talk about the musical theater to comedian pipeline because um, it's way more present than most people think. It really community. is, especially, like, I remember showing up my first UCB class and I was like – Wow, you know, everyone in this room was the lead in their high school play, Absolutely. and they are all obsessed with themselves. <laughs> and, now, <laughs> and now we're at the bottom of the bottom, like trying to be funny. Like, what is this Super world? Cool. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's that that like method of like. Well, I guess I'm not like because I knew like even when I was like five and doing like Wizard of Oz like at my like elementary school, like I knew. Yeah, like, my skill is the, like, character actors. Like, I mm-hmm. always, even, like, literally, like, when I was eight years old, like, I was, like, Jiminy Cricket in Pinocchio. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, like, all right, cool, I guess. Um, You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. I was never, ever cast as, like, an ingenue or a soprano. Like, basically soprano, ingenue, same mm-hmm. thing, you know? Um, but didn't you want it? Because I was the same way. Right. I was like, I'm auditioning to be the lead in this musical. I'm going to be the pretty ingenue, whether they like it or not. Oh, no. It and was I, like And toxic. it was always a not. Yeah. No, it was not <laughs> good. Well, here's the thing. I, like, that, what's so frustrating about musical theater is that, like, you can be a really talented person and actor or comedian. And being in musical theater, like, surrounded by people who, like, might not be, like, as strong, like, at being funny as you, but they just can out-sing you. Like, I Mm -hmm. think it, like, frustrates you so much because you're, like, but I am talented. I just don't have that, like, thing. But, like, then 
I think as I got older, I was like, well, that thing is kind of the whole thing of that thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, like, if you can't sing, like, that is the most – It's and it's not that you can't sing. It's that mm-hmm. you can't do eight shows a week uh, and belt. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that's – which is a superhuman thing to do. It's why Broadway yeah. people are Broadway people. But it's like I right. think as you get older – I think you, like, learn to accept that. And I think when I was in high school and, like, especially just, like, younger, like, I was just, like, well, I'm talented, though. So why am I not? Like, why is this yeah. not working? Uh, it's and so I- true. There were so many times I was so frustrated. Like, your Jiminy Cricket. I was Harvey Johnson in Bye Bye Birdie. Yep. Um, and yes, and I were. was, like – <laughs> and I was like, what, why? And they're like, because you could do the funny voice and, you know, wear the nerd outfit and push your glasses at, like at my all girls camp. And I was like, there's so many girl roles that I right. could be in this show. So and- many <laughs> <laughs> Why? But yeah, I always got the comic relief and I was like, I don't get it. I sing great. I, you know, and you feel bad about yourself because right. you're like. But it's funny now, I'm sure you have some friends who went into theater professionally yeah, so and now they're like, I can't believe you get up on stage and I you like right, yeah. talk about yourself and you're like you, you're not a character and yeah. you're like honest and open. And I'm like, I guess, but like you're on Broadway. like. Yeah. Well, know. and that's the thing is it's like you learn to be like, well, what I'm doing is something that they can't do in their own way. You know what I right. mean? Like, yes, I can't like do uh like very fun soprano like opera yeah but you know like i <laughs> can write like well and then get on stage and like deliver what i've written to mm-hmm. an audience and make them laugh which is like a skill in of itself you know what i mean and it's like for I sure something that always bothered me i went to a uh, performance and neither of them pay as much as feature films <laughs> so. yeah and none of them are as good as being a real actor um, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I mean you know unless you're real. yeah yes daniel radcliffe starring on broadway i don't know i don't right. know i should unless you want to play on broadway yeah. unless you want to have a little break and just do something Broadway um <laughs> as an actor no but it's like i think like the fun of like not like I don't know when I was in high school like all my friends ended up going to like conservatories I went to a performing arts high school so Mm -hmm. I was a drama major so everyone was like very you know serious about the path of either acting or musical theater and Mm -hmm. when I was doing like you know full shows at UCB like no one really knew what that like was or yeah. like anything like that. So it was kind of like I didn't think it was like special or cool or anything. I was just kind of like, well, this is like how I'm practicing like to get better. But then I kind of like now at this point, I'm like, no, I was just doing like my own cool separate thing that just yeah. wasn't musical theater. And I think that's something a lot of theater kids like grow into learning like Mm -hmm. you know because there really are only a few leads in every show and then there's the 40 other kids who did that show with you you know what i mean and then they all grew up and became humans and it's like ah like yeah we have these memories you're so tunnel vision when you're that age and you want to do that and you're like i know exactly what i want to do and then yeah it does i mean i wish i discovered it when i was your age because i think it took me it was like after college i moved to the city to do musicals and i was like wait i don't fit in here I don't dress like these people I don't sing like these people like I am what am I and I was taking classes at UCB I was like wow I have a lot more people here I get along with I like vibe with and it was just another and I also think 
time to right. figure out. I think I also had to grow out of the, like, everyone's your family mentality. Like, I, something I, <laughs> like, something, I, I literally went to sleepaway performing arts camp and then performing arts high school. And then I went to a, like, liberal arts slash performing arts college. So, like, my whole life, I've just, like, been in environments where, like, the first thing the teacher says when you walk in the room is, like, this is your family now. Mm-hmm. Like, we <laughs> tell each other our secrets, and, like, that's what happens here. This is we a We breathe as one. Let's yeah. touch each other. Let's – we are, right. you know, this is the art. Yeah, And, like, socially, it. <laughs> it made, like, dynamics between, like, the, like, 15-year-olds so much, like, weirder because then it was, like, you know, when your friend stabbed you in the back because they're, like, 15 and, like, no one has loyalty, like, it's, like – it hurts so much more because you're like, you're like my family member. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then it's like in comedy, it's like, yeah, like we're like, you know, like we're friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you're kind of out here like for yourself and then you have the community like if you need it. Um, and I think I kind of like, like I gravitated towards the latter because I was like, I like this. I, it like it like hurts when like my teacher tells me they're like so disappointed and mm-hmm. then, like, sometimes, like, if a if like a booker will email me, like, hey, like, get your ticket sales up, I'm like, okay, no hard feelings. Like, I'm just going to do that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it's not like my family member, like, mm-hmm. betrayed me. Yeah, like, it's more of, like, here's the business and right. you, you got to do this or you don't. And <laughs> Right. It's like the work friends, like, you know, there are work, like, work friends are good, but I don't think, like, your workplace, like, everyone in there is, like, your family. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like... It's, I don't, and that's, I don't know, for me, with such a vulnerable thing, like, what we did in high school, which was Meisner, four years of Meisner. Whoa, which yeah. It, uh, yeah, that's a lot. If you know, that's yeah, heavy. if you know anything about uh, Meisner, that's, like, so scary to put 14 through 18 <laughs> I don't know what Meisner is. What is that? Oh, my God. Meisner <laughs> is it's the most, I'd say it's, like, the probably one of the more intense acting techniques in that it's all about like breaking you down emotionally and like really getting you into character through emotions so it's like they tell you to go into a corner and imagine that like someone who is not dead who you love is dead Mm -hmm. so it's like you don't pull from past events for emotion you create fake events in your mind about people you love to invoke emotion yeah and okay right so for 14 through 18 year olds it's like first of all you're like okay what's my trauma and then you like like whatever have to find trauma to like pull Mm -hmm. from it's just like you know it's a lot of like okay this feels like a therapist should like be in the room or in the space or something you know what i mean yeah Um, wouldn't you say it's almost method where it's like you're gonna like put yourself in that world right and you're in that world like that. Right. And some people do entire like if that's their technique, they'll do entire, you know, shoots that way right. and like yeah. stay in these moments. And whew, it's a lot. And it's, it's a lot. lot. To- and the thing is, if you want to be a dramatic actor, like I know people who went to high school with me who loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't know this at the time, but I knew I wanted to do comedy. And I was like doing all these like scripts and, you know, like sh- like scenes that were just so not for me and I was just like oh I hate and then I was also doing auditions that like also were so not me and I was just like man like I I really don't like love saying other people's words like all the time they don't really like always work for me 
And then that's when I was like, oh, right, <laughs> you can write for yourself. And that's kind of what being a comedian is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah, it's the in-between of being an actor and like a writer. You know what I mean? It's like you do, you get to do both, which is what It's I funny like. because you were younger when you were writing your thoughts and you were putting funny, you know, articles out into the world, but you weren't performing these thoughts yet, no. really. Like you were just like, oh, a funny article about being a 13-year-old who's not on Facebook stick it to the man you know and then then I love that you went to school and you're like I'm gonna do drama I am an actrice and then you're like wait a minute it's in between these two things that I thrive on right and it's like I'm like and you know I'm a I'm a comedy major in college. That's like my actual major. Oh yeah, can we say where you go to college? Because you know yeah. you talked up Yale big time. But oh, you oh yeah, go to guys. Yale. Oh yeah. Did you make Just it to, into Yale? Yeah. To let you guys know, um, I got into <laughs> one college. Uh, I got into a singular college after applying to like eight, uh, and it's the one I attend, which is Emerson College, uh, which is an amazing school. Nice. It's, a school. Yeah. it's a good school. I was so excited when you were going there because I went to school in Boston and I was like, she's doing it. It's yeah. a great city to go to school in. I love you, it. It's, it's boring enough where you, you won't quit. You yeah. know, you won't drop out because you've got, you know, school is kind of like all that's going Matters, on. But it yeah. is a fun city to live in. But it's mm-hmm. also like manageable. I always right. – I enjoyed it. Exactly. I love it. And like I think in coming here, I was like, okay, I feel like I know how to perform. <laughs> like I feel like we did that. We went to the performing schools. Now I need to learn like how to write, which is like mm-hmm. what all my classes here are. It's all just yeah. like writing classes. So that's that's why I'm here. Um, and yeah, now I do my show at the stand because um, UCB closed and mm-hmm. I'm doing some shows at Union Hall and that's pretty much like all the stuff I do. And are these like your only, um, I should say, jobs right now are, are the shows that you're uh, producing and you hosting? Guys, I need... A new, I need a job. I need you need a job? So well, I need to make money. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the shows I'm doing pay, which is fantastic. Sure. But I also, after doing shows at UCB for 10 years where I had so many amazing comics and didn't get to pay any of them, I'm, like, trying to pay all my comics, like, Absolutely. as much as I possibly can. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying to – I've been rationing out all the money so that, like, all the comics get the same amount of money as I get. Like mm-hmm. in wow. the, in the like in the whatever deposit I get, so um I'm not making like that much money off of my shows. Right. So I'm like, okay, I need a job. Like I literally need a job. And I was on like WAG, but WAG doesn't even pay that much like money. It's like for a one hour walk, it's like twenty dollars. And I'm like, yeah. Like, and also yes. you have to like get there to walk the dog. Like it's, Exa- well, yeah. no, I have to pay like five dollars to you know take my metro card there and back. You know what I mean? It's right. like the whole thing. <laughs> so it's like so fifteen dollars to do like hang out with the dog for one hour. Like, but not hang out. Like we have to walk. Like so it's exercise. It's like oh yeah. Although you are good with animals, so that is honestly, and I know a lot of comedians who have walk dogs and stuff, you know, but if you do it privately, then you get a little more money. Private pay is way more money, yeah. Yeah, you know, you might, honestly, that's a good gig. Yeah. That's a good gig. You know, you ask your parents' friends, like, you know, your friends, your friends' parents in the city, yep, 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 (laughs) you'll you'll figure it out. We got Jewish geography going on, you know? Oh, yeah. There's got to be someone with a... Jewish There's mafia. a rich family with a dog who wants Ruby Carp to walk them. For oh, yes. Money. And um, I'm also done with college after next semester. So 
I know. You're a real adult. I know. So how do you feel about that? I'm also curious. I want to hide two questions. I'm curious, like, how people feel who – your peers and stuff who went to college in a pandemic, right? Right. No big deal. Just a small little little weird thing. thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, because now – because you went back and you're like, cool, I'm a senior – and now it's like you're saying like I have to find a job like I have to like make money after well this cool know life sucks. is over. I you know my plan was every summer of college to do an internship so that like by the time I was a senior I'd have like four internships under my belt so I right. did an internship after freshman year and then every year after that uh, everything was canceled because of COVID so like right. I did get internships but then they couldn't happen because nothing was happening you know what Ugh. I mean so it was yeah. like. So that happened for like two years. And then my next semester, we go to LA for our final semester. Oh, um, nice. And you have to do an internship. So like, that'll be nice because then I'll get like a second internship under my belt. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll probably set you up with something cool. They have like, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find something cool. Yeah. No, I'll find something. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, no, I think like, I think for people who go to schools where, like, they really were there because they loved, like, partying and the social life and, like, the culture and stuff, like, I do think it must have been hard, like, to lose most of college to that because, like, I know people who fully went to, like, schools solely for their, like, social scene, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For the football games and and the sororities. But, like... It just because, like, you know, they, they're a good school with a good social life. And now it's, totally. like, part of that is kind of gone. My school is small. It never had a good social life that I really cared about in the first place. So, honestly, no parties happening for, like, half of college for me. Huge win. Huge win. <laughs> I didn't feel FOMO or uh, pressured to go to a party I didn't want to be at. Uh, yeah, me too. I was the same way where I was like, I'm actually fine, I'm like fine. in my apartment, like singing, you know, yeah. and like being funny with my two friends. Like literally, <laughs> absolutely. I also met my boyfriend like six months before the pandemic. So like I was like, just like, oh, I have a boyfriend and we're just like hanging out indoors. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I was like, I'm, I'm literally doing like absolutely fine. You know, does he go to college with you? Yeah, he goes to my school. So it was okay. like we we got to like quarantine together and stuff like that um he's so sweet and he's a great photographer and shout out to pat because they're like a power couple Uh, she's producing the show she's hosting so he's taking the photos at the show ellen you gotta come to one of ruby's shows it's oh it's so much fun oh i'd love to yeah check out the next one ellen supports comedy ellen comes to my shows i'm a patron of the arts it's true yes yes <laughs> but I love that. I love that you guys met in in school and like is he a comedy major too or no, he's a film major, which is why he knows okay. things about cameras. Um, Lovely. And we actually are two year anniversaries Halloween. Oh yeah, so happy awesome. anniversary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Do, is he going to LA also? Yeah. Sick. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I'm going to try and keep the show running in New York, um, but with, like, a guest host or something, and then I'll just come uh-huh. back, and then I'll live in New York forever. Wow. Is that the plan? <laughs> what if you I fall mean, in love with L.A.? Yeah, oh you might God, I like it. I, guys, I can't drive. That's a huge, huge, <laughs> huge aspect of uh, L.A., which I cannot. If I'm out there next semester, I'll take you – we'll go to a parking lot, and I'll yes. teach you to drive, and we'll film it, and it'll be super fun. That's oh my, my – Ellen. yes. 
Wait, Ellen, do you not drive either? I forget. I don't drive either. Yeah, Anna, can you teach me? I did buy this uh, driver's workbook recently. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to learn? It's, I'm in my office right now. It's oh ready for me to dig in and study. You guys, yeah. maybe this will be my new job where I just teach my friends how to drive. Like, well, no one else. Is, yeah, because there's also Matt Richards from HQ Can't Drive Either. He also grew up in New York. And we always talked about, like, making a show out of it or something, like, learning how to drive. Teaching as, New Yorkers like, how to drive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I Honestly, I think I could do it. I, I'm a very confident driver, uh, I should say. And I I'm just not. got a car. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm the least I'm like not confident in cars in general like I'm just like <laughs> like I don't like having my life in my hands like that you know what I mean I'm like let someone else do it yeah okay. I was always terrified when I drove even with like somebody and in, in, with no traffic somebody next to me going really slow I was like I'm about to die this is the scariest yeah, I will say I have some road rage so people who do go in the car with me are like she's gonna kill me but I'm not I'm a really good driver it's just you know it's just the drama I I should say my boyfriend is literally going "Mm mm-hmm okay (laughs) you keep you keep saying that and uh does Pat drive will he be able to drive oh my god Pat's an amazing driver so he there you go he yeah so that's a huge plus and we're only in LA for three months so it's like it's not it's not going to be crazy driving. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Um, this was amazing. I mean, yes, I feel like so I had good. other questions, but, you know, Ruby can talk talk to me about anything. Oh my God, and I'm she's sorry. so entertaining. I'm a no, chatty, loved it. chatty girl. I was going to say, I had one other question that I ask. did want to ask you. Were there any typical teen... You were already writing. You were already performing. Were there any typical teenager jobs that you wanted that you missed out on? Like that you're like... I should have done that. I should have babysat. I should have, you know. Worked in an ice cream shop. Right. So in high school and in college, I did work at a pizza shop and at a rooftop movie theater. Um, okay. Whoa. Which were both like my kind of like dream like job, not like dream jobs, but like at the time I was like, this is going to be really fun. And then they were both like kind of like, they were <laughs> honestly good for like what like the pay was, but they were yeah. still like, oh my God, like I'm not made for this like it was like (laughs) I I was like really I had a really bad fear of like heat and like fire as like a younger person and in the pizza shop like I thought my job was just to be the cashier but then they'd be like Ruby like take it out of the oven and like give it to the people (laughs) and I would drop these pizzas because I was so like unconfident with the stick I would just fully drop pizzas on the ground I was terrible at this job it's also really hot to open that big oven no Mm -hmm. and I was also like I have no strength I was like you know a little noodle like I don't that's not for me so (laughs) and then I that's why I started working in a rooftop movie theater I was like this is gonna require anything of me it was so much like talking to people uh, and I like couldn't help but like be annoying about it and like just have to like really like be like a personality. So I'd always be like, hi, welcome to blah, blah, blah. Like, can I get you anything? And then like one one day a lady was like, hey, I love your energy. Like you should come work for me. And she handed me her card and it was FAO Schwartz. And I was like, Stop. I was, like that's the energy I have. That's what I attract. All right. All right. 
Um, I mean, it sounds like you were killing it at the job if you're already getting offered jobs at <laughs> other corporations. <laughs> They're like, you, I'm going to poach this girl at the movie theater. Well, because I'm just the kind of person where it's like, I like, I don't want to be having a bad time at like my, like I want to try and make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, oh God, like this. Yeah. Is not it. Um, but if my You dream- were optimistic about right. it and you were like, I love pizza. This will be fun. I'll get to talk to people and eat pizza. And then right. you're like, yeah. wait, service industry sucks too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something I really wanted to do when I was younger. Um, and now I realize that like this doesn't, I don't think it pays. So like, I feel like this is more of like a thing I would just do probably now to volunteer if I could. But like, I really wanted to work with like, like dogs as a kid, like in like a shelter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to always call, like, the shelters in New York, and I'd be like, hey, like, can I come help you take care of your dogs? Like, I, do you want to call me? And they'd be like, not till you're 14. And, and then, like, I don't know what, I just, I guess, never followed up on it. Uh, but I, I want to do that still. That would okay. be great. You should. You did say, wag, you did mention yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, mean, is... I love dogs. I literally yeah. love dogs. There's well, something. if you ever want to help me with Bobby Flay, I always need people who love dogs. <laughs> yeah. No, if you just want, like, someone to come give him, like, a snug, like, I'll do that. I'll bring him to a show that we're doing together <gasps> next time. Yes, He's really oh God, good. I, I keep meaning to bring my dog to shows. You should. Just for He's fun. probably good at a show, right? No, yeah. Well, he's so old that he just doesn't, like, do it. Like, he wouldn't, like, feel weird or anything. Like he'd just How old is it. he? He's 13. <laughs> Bobby's gonna be 12 next month yeah so so sweet yeah yeah um well this was amazing oh my god where thank can you. thank you thank I love all for your stories me. oh my god you're the best thank Anytime. you for coming on yeah seriously I hope I get to see you in person again soon yes literally uh, I'll have you on Union Hall because you did this stand last time um, okay when I get another date Got it, got it. Yeah, tell the people, when is your, well, I don't know when this episode will come out, probably in like two weeks, but you can let them know about your shows and your handles where we can find more Ruby. Um, Guys, I do uh, We Hope You Have Fun, which is at We Hope You Have Fun on Instagram uh, every other Thursday at The Stand in New York City. And to see all my other shows that I do at Union Hall and all the other places, you can just follow me at Ruby Carp on all things. Ruby Carp, yeah, and she's the best. And you got to find Pat too because he's Pat makes of great the people photos. is his at. It's a good, it's a good user uh, handle. It's fun, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Um, well, thanks for doing this. Thanks Everybody, so much go follow for Ruby. Me. Yay! And I gotta say, I hope you had fun. Did you have fun? I had so much fun. This was so much fun. Thank you guys like so much again. I love this. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, I love Ruby. I'm so happy she was on the pod. I said it to her when I did her last show. I was like, "You gotta come to my podcast." And then we made it happen. We did it. She did it. It was so nice to meet her. Yeah, she's great. And you know what? When I come back, I'm coming back as Ruby Carp because she has her shit together. You know what I mean? Like when she was writing articles, like she was doing everything I was doing 15 years later. Like I just love that she she figured it out and she committed and she's not shy and she. Works really hard, and I love mm-hmm. her. Writing a book when you're in high school, getting ready for the SATs, that's that's a lot. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, 
She's the best. Um, I want you to see, like, I wish there were video. There probably are videos of, like, old the old Hello Giggles shows. It was so funny and, like, great. And just the crowds were so fun. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to go to more comedy shows. I think I'm going to start going to really? more. Yeah. I'm ready to, like, host a show again. I have I have my show on Wednesday. Oh, you can come Wednesday, although this episode will air after my show. But the fashion comedy show, which I'm really excited. We have a really good lineup this time. But um, Yeah. That's – um. I, is that like every month, the, yeah. the fashion comedy show? Well, yeah. we did it like six weeks ago, two months ago. Yeah, okay. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, you know, again, we don't have another date yet, but we'll figure that out soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I love doing it. It's 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 going to be a hoot. We have a fun show lined up. Is it at Union Hall again? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was so fun. I was having such a bad day, like just a low, low. And I should say, I want to say that on the podcast, like, I do this because I, you know, we really, it's not always rainbows and and butterflies and like some days you feel like bad and Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then this lifts me up talking to people about their lives and like how they got to where they are. So that changed my day. Okay. Well, I'm glad that made you feel better. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was telling Ellen before we started recording that like I just had a shitty day and I feel, I feel like a lot of jobs that I've had lately are, you know, getting smaller, going away. And that is the nature of this business. Like, you know, we – it's so funny. I was talking to someone. I went to a wedding this weekend and I was talking to someone about how uh, – and they worked in production – They'll probably never listen to this episode, but I did mention that I had a podcast. Uh, lovely person. <laughs> and uh, and we were talking about how, you know, we're always in limbo. Like, you know, yes, you will get – hopefully you get to a point in your career where you have enough money that you're, you're comfortable even when there's, you know, slower months. But right. like – for us, like at a, when we're at a place where we're really trying so hard to make this career happen and make this work, it's like, you know, you, you, not that you'll do anything, but you will do a lot of things and they're for such a short amount of time. And it's so fulfilling, you know, like to have a contract and you're like, I have a get like, you know, I get so excited if I book a voiceover and it's like a one recording session thing. It feels so satisfying. It's like, nope, I did something. It is, you know, money to help me live being an artist. And mm-hmm. and whereas someone who is a, a lawyer, a, a doctor, a teacher, you know, has a, has a job that <laughs> is longer than the day contract, they're like, you're fucking crazy. And, you know, no wonder I, my, my brain was like messed up because like, yeah, it is a crazy thing to, to like rely on these small short gigs that yeah. carry us over to the next one. Ugh, I wonder what that must be like being like a doctor and just being like, oh, I just do, I just go into work every day and it's just forever doing the same <laughs> thing. I'm just <laughs> saving lives and changing the world, you know, and I'm like here being like, buy medicine. Uh, hi, my name, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah. The pharma needs uh, actors, you know. Yeah. Doctors need actors. <laughs> wow. The world is really round. You're right. That is, <laughs> it just goes in a circle, you know. The doctors need the actors to be the doctor, to sell the medicine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I say sell the medicine because it is fucking expensive, unless you have good insurance. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Well, I feel you. Even as a an employed person, there are definitely days where I'm I'm feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you you got you took a job that is a, a longer job, but as a person who you you've worked in production for many years, where if you were freelance right now, you would get like you'd be doing a shoot, and then you might not have one for six weeks, right? And so you know what that feels like, where you're yeah, like, yeah, that's always in the back of my my head because. Even what like now, like today, I looked at my bank account and I was like, hmm, okay. If I was like laid off this week, I could probably <laughs> get by by it for a few months. Like I'm good. Like I feel like right. I'm set. Yeah. That's yeah, like um, it's such a specific mentality working in production. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I know and I feel like I know something will come. Like I'm okay. I'm not gonna starve, you guys. I'm not gonna starve. In fact, I should I should probably should just, you know, eat less right now based on uh, how my clothes are fitting. But so maybe <laughs> this is all coming at a good time. <laughs> but no. I just I just worry, you know, I can't help but feel that like what will tomorrow look like? What will next week look like when when it gets hazy? And you know, this has happened before and I pulled through. Like we were laid off together and then who knew? It came back and, you know, I got to work again and it was so it's, you know, it's just like we're always in the dark in this career. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. In two years from now, maybe I'm 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 writing a feature film and we're shooting it and like my life is completely different. I fucking hope so. But like this week is scary. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm saying it now because I would like to listen to it, you know, two years from now. And I'm like, damn, remember that Sunday podcast recording with Ellen mm-hmm. when you were like, I <laughs> don't miss that moment. Now uh, I'm famous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, famous. Yeah, there we go. Tomorrow's um, another day, as they say. So thank you, thank you for listening yeah. to me, and thank you all of you. You know, I I want to be as real and genuine as possible, and that's where I'm at today. That honestly, like. I'm feeling, uh, you know, like I need something to work. I need, you know, and I, I'll work hard, but I need something to take, you know. I need, what's this Lady Gaga quote? You know, you can be in a room with 99 people and all you need is the one yes. <laughs> She's so wise. Oh, Lady Gaga. I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to be her too. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah, her dad is like rich. <laughs> she's talented <laughs> oh wait yeah yeah she's really talented and she's also yeah like really rich <laughs> um well listen you know what we're only gonna get richer if you guys help us out with the patreon uh i want to give more exclusive content honestly i'll even do these like diaries of anna you know feeling like a, a vulnerable you know sunday version of myself uh if that's something you'd like on the patreon please go check it out you can watch all these videos on there also you can follow us and just even like writing a review for this podcast it's so nice and it's so lovely and we were saying how much we love it. So if you loved Ruby on this episode, let me know about it. And, I, and then I can text Ruby the beautiful, you know, review. And it's it the that's just lovely. That's just mm-hmm. positive energy going into the world. It'll come back to you. I know it. I believe in karma. Um, so, yeah, go give it a review. DM us if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to call in and tell us a bit of a funny job story, if you were laid off recently, if you're changing your careers. Um, we're very open to our listeners. So I would love to have even some of the HQDs. I mentioned it when I hosted HQ. If you want to call into the show and chat for a little while about what you do, I would love to learn about you. So yeah, find us on social media, uh, check out the Patreon and listen to all these other episodes. We're almost, we're getting to a hundred. It's going to happen. The big show's happening. So exciting. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye. 
Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.